Hey, welcome to this episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Dan Wildy, and I'm joined by friend and lead pastor, Robbie Severson. We wanted to start recording more content and conversations as an effort to try to encourage and equip our church midweek. We hope to cover a variety of topics as well as hear from others in our church. Today, we want to talk about the importance of being before doing. All right, welcome to another episode where I get to ask Robbie Severson a bunch of questions. Let me ask you one first today. Let's break the ice today with this question. Okay. If you could take a vacation anywhere. Montana. No, Montana. Where would you go if you could go anywhere? If I could go anywhere in the world, we'll say. Yeah. Not in the universe. Uh, it's hard, but New Zealand mm. comes to mind. And I would go with Taylor. Of course. Yeah. And ah, I just want some place I want to go and like just go exploring. You've seen pictures? Yeah. What's what's there's drawing? it's beautiful and they have all sorts of hikes. I enjoy Hiking. the outdoors, so okay. I would just bomb some trails and just hike as much as I could and climb mountains and stuff. That sounds nice. So that does sound nice. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm going to need some time off. What about you? It's funny. I've answered this question before different ways, and I think it changes season to season. But the other day, I don't remember like if I was scrolling through Facebook or whatever, but I saw like this ad for, you know, like primetime cruises. When's the Ooh. best time to take them and good prices? And I, so I started like looking at cruises. And I would really like to do a cruise in Alaska. Really? Which 10 years ago, I would have never said, take me to the See beach. See some whales. But yeah, now I want to get in those mountains. I'd like to feel that brisk air and I would love to see some whales. Who would you bring with like you? Julianne, of oh. course. I really like cruises. Julianne and I have been on a couple. We went for our honeymoon and then actually the following year before we had kids, we were both working. We went on a cruise for our one year anniversary. And then since then we've gone to like... Texas Roadhouse for our anniversary, mm. <laughs> but <laughs> or like Cracker Barrel or whatever, yeah. whatever. But uh, so we're not like we haven't cruised a ton, but I do like how they're all inclusive and the food is there. And you're just, I mean, I don't like it when the boat's rocking or any of that kind of stuff, but I do, I just think they're pretty fun. And I don't know, I think, yeah, taking an Alaskan cruise would be at least right now. That's where I'd that like to That sounds appealing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe we're getting way off the topic because our goal today is to talk about being before doing. Oh, yeah. We've already recorded for over four minutes, so we better get to yeah. our topic today. So being before doing, this was your idea, right, yeah, as a topic. Can I, so maybe I could lead the discussion. Sure. And or can you, you know how to be before doing better than I know can how you, to be before doing. What prompted this idea? You know, you and I have been talking... Since the day you showed up about, Robbie, when do you take quiet time? When are you going to have solitude and silence? We've gotten on this topic of um, Sabbath, which isn't just a like a, a like topic that's relevant for the day. It's also something that was in the Ten Commandments and something Jesus himself practiced. But personally, I struggle to be who I am in Christ before I do what I think God wants me to do. And 
I don't want to make it sound like it's only a ministry issue, but I do think it's a big issue in ministry where we really want to do for God. Um, and we forget to operate out of like who we are in Christ. And so, um, it's just actually like a legit issue for me, something that mm-hmm. I'm really working on. I have this good buddy that I work with that pushes on me on it all the time and I'm getting better. I really do think I am, yeah. but I still think it's a major issue. And so you guys got to stop calling Robbie and texting him all the time. No, I don't. I mean, I don't mean to give that oh, impression. Okay. Well, just half of the people. Could, no, I'm just <laughs> why do you, why is it a problem? This doing this idea doing of, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, you know, lots of ways you could go about talking about this or reasons. And, um, one that first comes to mind is just like when we're so focused on doing and doing and doing, it's like, we're trying to give out of an empty cup and like, we're trying to give something maybe we don't even have. And so we'll, we'll run ourselves ragged, a soul that's very empty, a soul that hasn't been filled up, um, by time with the Lord, um, Mm -hmm. And these different things that these, you know, different spiritual disciplines or practices. And so, yeah. And I think it can lead a lot to like burnout. Um, and it, I think it probably stems a lot from, you know, pride or people pleasing. And it's, yeah, you know, where if I can't stop to rest, it's probably because I'm finding my identity in what I do rather than whose I am. When we talk about like being and whose I am, even before who I am, like who whose am I, uh, how do we balance that in the Christian life with the call to go into all mm-hmm. the world and make disciples right. and the call to make it your ambition to live a quiet and godly life and work with your hands. And yeah. James one twenty two, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Yeah. And like, there's plenty of evidence in scripture that we are supposed to do. So how do you balance being and doing? Yeah. Cause we're not saying don't do mm-hmm. right. James is saying, don't just hear the word, but be doers of the word. So there's, Certainly, you know, our life has to be marked by good works, by doing things. I think part of the problem is when we're just trying to do good works out of willpower, Mm. we're not actually letting ourselves become somebody that good works flow out of, Mm. right? And so sometimes we focus so much on externally doing, you know, whatever it might be, but on the inside, we're not being transformed. And so, I mean, that's what Jesus came against hard, right? In the gospels against the Pharisees. Yeah. You're, you're cleaning the outside of the cup, but, and Jesus is after the heart and, and he's not against works by any means, but he, he wants works that overflow from a heart that's being renewed in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I've been thinking about, I don't know if I heard it on another podcast I was listened to or some something prompted it, but how I don't want to just ask my kid, what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm. Right? Like vocation, 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 mm. as if that's their only identity, but asking too, like, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. What kind of person do you want to be? And I think if we focused more on who we're becoming, um, who, what kind of person am I focusing on that? Mm. Um, and, and not neglecting 
the things of good works, doing, serving people, you know, mm. equipping, loving, all these things, but but letting our inner life be transformed in a way where I become a person where it's actually easier for me to do good works than to not do good works mm -hmm. because I'm not having to, there, you know, there might be times along the way, but where I'm so um, transformed by the love of Christ and he's, he's so sanctifying me continually. I'm spending time with him and he's speaking to me and I'm being renewed. I think back to that James one twenty two passage, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. It's, it kind of requires that you do, you start with the listening part though. In some senses it is the like being and the quietness and the hearing of God's word and the time with the word of God where the problem happens is when we just become a bunch of like beings and it never prompts us to doing it. Mm -hmm. In that sense, it would sort of suggest that you probably never were being with God if it doesn't prompt you towards yeah. doing. Another thing that comes to mind for me when I think about doing before being, which is my tendency, it's this is actually a really difficult topic for me to even have an opinion on because I know I struggle <laughs> here. And so I sit here and I think, gosh, I don't even know that I should say anything because I'm really battling personally how to take a deep breath and how not to feel like a total loser when somebody in the church needs me or needs prayer or wants me to show up to their Bible study or whatever. And hopefully nobody's offended by that because I'm not thinking of anything specific. But when I just feel bad for not going because I need to not go because my family needs me or really yeah. I need to be with God and I need yeah. to be alone. And, but, uh, one of the things that I was thinking that I just personally is often when I do, 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 I end up resenting people yeah, and getting cranky with people and even feeling like I deserve something because look at all that I've done or look at all the hours I've spent and all of a sudden ministry and life becomes more like the corporate world than it should, <laughs> you know, because, Oh, you know, I should, I need time or people owe me or the church owes me. And it's just a really ugly place to be. And then you end up with this anxiousness and crankiness and pride that is very unhealthy. I would be curious to know, in this context, because you and I are both pastors, what is the, you know, like what is the balance for a person who works nine to five and then volunteers at Awana and then volunteers in the youth ministry? And we tell them to be before doing, but their only day off is Sunday. And we ask them to be a part of what we're yeah. doing, you know? Yep. Do you have an answer to that question? I don't know. If I, I don't do. have an answer. I think it's something from our perspective of like something I try to be really aware of is I don't want to constantly be making somebody feel like they're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want somebody to feel like you got to be at both services. You got to volunteer at this, you know, nursery mm -hmm. and children's church, lead a community group, be in this study, you know, volunteer at this barbecue, 
volunteer in the community, like all of these good things, I think we just have to understand and come to grips with like, God gave us limits mm-hmm. and that is hard to accept sometimes. And we don't want to live with limits, you know, physically or, or mentally or whatever. We want to be, you know, the version of ourselves that just isn't real. Like we, if we go, 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 go at some point, we're going to get so run down, right? That we're not a help to anybody. So Mm -hmm. there's a reality of like the best thing you can do for me or for anyone is like to be able to give from the best part of yourself. Right. And so for those that are parents, uh, have nine to five full-time jobs Mm -hmm. are involved in the community, you know, maybe their kids are in sports Mm -hmm. and then their pastors keep trying to tell them like, you need to lead a community group. You need to serve here. You need to do this. You need to do this. Even being like, it just comes back to what is God calling me to? Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes I think, you know, in ministry, in work, whatever, it's so easy to just kind of fall to, man, what is, what is man calling me to? Right. And I'm trying to please man rather than pleasing God. Cause sometimes pleasing God is actually going to be offend somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, God's not calling me to that. He might call you to that. Maybe he's gifted you to that. Um, but right now, like God's got me focused on being a good mom, mm-hmm. you know, like raising these kids. And that's my, one of my top priorities. So no, yeah. I, I can't lead your community group, Dan. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> good. Thank you. That's, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you have a understanding of like priority of what God's called you to in this season yeah. And being okay, like you can't, we can't do everything. And I think some of us, <laughs> you know, we want to, and I don't know what that stems from, but just recognizing like we have limits and that's good. Like that. And those are from God. How do you know when you're doing too much? I, I'm just starting to think more and more about how like the spiritual and the physical all work together, meaning like God designed our bodies in a certain way. And so we have these check engine lights where it's Mm -hmm. like, man, something's off, Mm -hmm. right? I know for me, I'll get like, if I'm just so overwhelmed and I'm not living a life of rest with God, I'm short with people, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I don't treat, you know, those closest to me well, that can be a good barometer or you know, maybe even like, like a few week, weeks ago, I was pedal to the metal for a while. And then of course I get sick, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like our, even our bodies, like we need rest mm-hmm. uh, and, and we need to be willing to take care of ourselves. And mm-hmm. I don't know, what do you think? This is, yeah. I mean, I've already said this before, but this is a really hard topic for me because I don't always know how to assess if I'm doing too much or not doing enough. I think one of the high indicators for me is like, how's my family doing? Right. And if there's a struggle there, then it's clear I really need to back off what I'm doing. Julianne and I run at a pretty like red line level all the time and it's very much our personalities. And one thing I was thinking, even as I was thinking of this question is I think different people are built different ways. And for some of us, it's not like, this is a competition, but we, you know, some of us just have are gifted different ways and have a different capacity for how to do things and when to do things and when not to do things. So I don't think there's like a, Hey, here's the layout for every human. But one thing I've been thinking of as we've been talking and 
I know this conversation more than any others that we've had, it feels disjointed because we're just sort of processing, I know, but, and I think we'll get to something real practical here in a minute. But one thing I was, I've been thinking a lot as we've been talking is like, and I don't want to make it generational. I'll just put it on. There are some people in life that are way better at being than they are at doing. And then there are others in life that are way better at doing than they are at being. And Mm -hmm. we need both. So how do you not abuse rest? Yeah. You know, cause yeah. there are some of us like that will work six days a week and try real hard to take a seventh off. And then there are others of us that'll take six weeks off and try and work one day yeah. on the seventh week and right. then do the six weeks off again. And so there's kind of this weird battle between the doers and the beers um, and maybe it's not because some are better than others at being before doing, but we've both perverted being. Yeah. So one's perverted being and one's perverted doing. Yeah, like you can fall off either side of the horse. Yeah. Like you time. can be lazy and spiritualize it. Mm-hmm. Or you can be, you know, running ragged and spiritualize it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so some of us need to hear the, they worked six days. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh rested. Mm-hmm. Some of us need to hear the seventh day was rest. And yeah. so, hmm. yeah, I definitely agree. There's not a formula. And two, it takes like humility from both sides. Like if if I'm somebody that has a lower capacity, I need to be careful not to compare myself to somebody that runs like crazy because I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, they might just have a higher capacity. Yeah. And then two, you know, those that do have higher capacities, it's tempting to try to look down on those and be like, oh, they never do anything or they mm-hmm. don't do enough or why don't they do this or do that? And so I think having the humility wherever you fall in the spectrum of capacity is important. Mm. One thing too is like realizing what is the goal of the Christian life? Is it just to do? Mm. Like is my, isn't the goal of my life just to like produce or, you know, what would you, how would you summarize the goal? The, I'd say the goal is to love God and love people. That's like nailing the bullseye. Sometimes I think loving God looks more like being (laughs) and loving people looks more like doing. Yeah. Which is interesting. But I would say the goal of the Christian life is to obey the great commandment, which is to love God. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? So often we want to know the will of God. Hmm. And by that, all we mean is like, what decision should I make? Mm -hmm. But at the, that whole time we're ignoring the revealed obvious will of God Mm -hmm. for our life regarding character. And so like first Thessalonians, you know, says for this is God's will. You know, what do you expect? Mm -hmm. Do this, do this. Yeah. Your sanctification Mm. that you keep away from sexual immorality. I think if we're just praying for, yeah, what is God's will for me to do, do, do? Mm -hmm. Let's start with again, who am I becoming? Right. Very much the, the very obvious will of God for my life, whether I am supposed to be a lawyer or move here or be a doctor Mm. or teacher, Mm -hmm. no matter what is to be sanctified. Prioritizing character development, you know, as Dallas Willard coined, the renovation of the heart. Mm -hmm. And so putting, you know, as Paul says, talks about in Colossians, like putting off the false self, putting on the new self. Mm. He says, put away the following anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language, Mm. do not lie. He says, and put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image 
of your creator. And if we could just focus, start there and focus on, man, I want to love God in a way that transforms me, that sanctifies me. Mm-hmm. And no matter which career path I take, no matter who I marry, you know, no matter where I live, what school I go to, all these big decisions that are important. And we believe God is, you know, in those and has plans for you. Um, but at the same time, like prioritizing, no matter what career I do, I need to be a, a deep, sanctified follower of Jesus. Yeah. If I'm a lawyer, I want to be the best lawyer that serves God. You know, if I'm a school teacher, I want to serve God and be the best teacher I can be as far as like, you know, doing a good job Mm -hmm. in our jobs, but also just being a person that's being transformed into Mm -hmm. the image of Christ, Mm -hmm. no matter what we do. Can we just get real practical to close this bad boy out? Yeah. Cause you know, we just talked about a lot of the theory around and philosophy, all that stuff around being overdoing or being before doing. I'm just curious what, practices help us become like Christ? What are the things that even that God commands us to do that help us to be before we do? And I really do think you're better at this than I am. And we're both learning. I think we're all still learning, but what are some things like practical things that you do that help you to operate out of a filled up cup? Yeah. I think they're not, you know, cutting edge formula like oh what you know how do i do this mm-hmm. i think they're very much the things that christians have done for thousands of years spiritual disciplines yeah i was afraid you'd use that word s- spiritual practices mm-hmm. okay there we go yeah that's okay we don't like discipline rule of life yeah people hate that but you know and if you don't know what some of those are you know one that i try to do monthly is silence and solitude what does that look like going somewhere where i can be alone you know, mm-hmm. for me, I try to go find some chunk of woods that I can go or go sit by the river or mm-hmm. a park, whatever, where I can just be, you know, I can be still and I'm not producing anything and that's okay. Is it hard? It is hard. Cause I think at first you realize your mind is just insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the thoughts, you know, the first half the time I feel like it's me just filtering through all the random thoughts around my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting to a point where I can just sit, be still or meditate on scripture. But that's like, that's very much, you, you're not producing anything. Can, can we get more drill into that a little bit more? Do yeah. you take your phone with you? Do you? Oh uh, yeah. So no, I don't take my phone. So I'll leave my phone in the car. I'll bring a Bible and especially if it's hot, some water mm-hmm. and just go find somewhere to sit. And it's just something I've grown to really actually enjoy. Yeah. Like we call them spiritual disciplines, but over time they become like, man, this is enjoyable. Like this is a spiritual joy. And so silence and solitude is one. I think it's probably pretty countercultural for our time of phones, Apple watches, do, 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 you know, constant, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. reels. Like we're just so, uh, we have such a short attention span mm-hmm. and just can't not be doing something like constantly have to be entertained, entertained, entertained. Mm -hmm. So just fighting that, you know, and we, in this practice comes from Jesus. Yeah. He went alone to be with the father. Right. And And so he went to the desert, the the quiet place. Mm -hmm. And, and so Mm -hmm. that's, it's not like some made up 
thing, like this is a practice of that we see Jesus do. And, and, and even when he actually goes, you know, we'll just use that as an example, I think. He goes into the desert. Um, so silence, solitude, prayer, and he's also fasting, right? And so, and memorizing scripture, really, like he's rebuting Satan through scripture. And so right there you have multiple practices of Jesus that are ways of being, mm-hmm. right? And so he's meditating on scripture, recalling scripture. Mm. Um, he's going to the desert quiet place and spending time in prayer and then fasting. We hate, hate fasting. I love eating, you know, yeah. but like thing, things like that, um, just different disciplines. And then, well, maybe know. the hardest fast in what you just described is leaving your phone in the car. That's, that's not even probably true. Food. Yeah. It's like, we can't go without that. Yeah. Thing. That's a tough one. Yeah. And it, as you're describing all of that, it's terrifying to me to think about getting in my truck and going to Newton Hills and driving there and thinking, I'm about to waste four hours of my life. Yeah. How am I going to get that back? Right. How will the lawn be mowed? How will the laundry be done? You know, like yeah. all of that kind of stuff. But how, just from your own experience, the the interesting thing, I agree with you, like Jesus shows us that, but throughout church history, anybody that we would call a giant of the faith practiced silence and solitude. Yeah. They weren't impressive men or women. They went away and they were alone with God. Yeah. There's nothing special about them that we don't have. Yeah. If we know Jesus, they just went away and they were alone with God. But tell me like from your times alone with God in the wilderness, have you ever come away and thought I could have spent those four hours better today? Yes. You have? I, well, I fight that. Oh, you fight that. Yeah. Those thoughts come in because there's times where it's just like, you know, sometimes it's like really, really blissful, mm-hmm. but there's times where it's just not. Mm. And I think that's okay. And that's yeah. normal. So there have been times where I'm like, I feel like I re- you have to fight. I didn't produce anything today. Mm. But then there's other times where it's like, I mean, this is what we're made for. Mm-hmm. Right. Enjoying God, delighting in God. Mm. We we skip that to go to do for God, do for God, do for God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we miss God. Which is so interesting. It's so it. backwards. Yeah, it's not the gospel. No. The gospel is us believing that we can do nothing yeah. to save ourselves. And right. when we practice silence and solitude or Sabbath rest or any of that kind of stuff, we're really practicing the gospel and saying, I don't have to produce anything for you. Like Sabbath is practicing that like living it's practicing our theology yeah when we do silence and solitude when we do sabbath we're practicing what we believe that right there's nothing i can do that makes me right before god except for me just trusting in christ right gosh it's a hard one for me dan i know i can remember one time where i took four hours and it was forced yeah (laughs) now everybody's gonna be asking you about it hey did you take your Science and solitude, right? Don't ask because I don't want to. Don't you already ask, know. don't tell. You already know the answer. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. And it's like, I know the the right answer. And I know that it's a calling that God is putting on my heart. And I know that it would be healthy for me and better for my ability to minister. Yeah. And then I still have my to-do list and I'm freaked right. out about it. Yeah. But sometimes we think we're more important than we really are. And we think everything relies on our shoulders. So 
even to take a few hours off, even to take 20 minutes in the morning. Yeah. It's like, I got to, you know, wake up, check my phone, email, email, email. Got to get back to this person, yeah. back to this person. Yeah. And so we just have such a high view of self sometimes in a low view of God where we, in our doctrine, believe God's in control. Yeah. But in the practicalities of life, we don't live like that. Struggle. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep these 30-ish minutes so you guys can listen as you're driving to work or working out. Yeah. Uh, but we are long-winded sometimes, so we better wrap that up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. If you found it helpful and encouraging, you can share it with a friend and give us an honest review on whichever podcast platform you use.